0: Thank <music> you. Okay, here we are. Hey, money makers! I'm Kalila Reynolds, and welcome to another episode of Taking Stock Live. I'm back in the studio, but you probably noticed a little something different going on. Got to update the look, refresh the look, reinvent myself, you know? Things and things happening around these parts. So we've got another great show coming up for you tonight. Shout out to all the early Wamas. I'm going to shout you out a little bit later. Let me know in the comments where you're joining us from. At what part of the country, what part of the world? Here's a look at what's coming up in tonight's show, followed by what's hot in business.
1: Manufacturing and distribution company Dermont Trading is reporting record-breaking revenues of $9.5 billion for the six months ended June 30, 2023. Wow, what contributed to this performance? And what are their future plans for growth? We'll find out from Dharaman's chairman and CEO, Derek Hotrell And the analysts swing on the latest market developments. Honeybun's third quarter financial results are out. How did they perform? And internationally, how has the S&P 500 performed year-to-date? We'll discuss. But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. The Jamaica Stock Exchange has suspended trading of iCreate shares for at least one month. According to a notice from the JSE, trading of iCreate shares will be suspended until the company publishes its audited financial statements. AirCrate said its audited financials, which were due in April, were delayed because of its acquisition of Visual Vibe. The company said it intends to publish its audited results by September 30. The news comes just days after founder and CEO Tyrone Wilson announced that he would be stepping down from his role. Jamaica's unemployment rate fell to a historic low, of 4.5 percent, recently. According to the Statistical Institute of Jamaica, as of April 2023, there were 1,373,800 people in the labor force, up 1.7% from April last year. Statin said the lower unemployment rate was mostly attributed to more women joining the labor force. The agency noted that the real estate and other business services industry, which includes the fast-growing BPO sector, was one of the top industries hiring females. VM customers will now have to pay a fee when they use non-VM ABMs and point-of-sales machines. The bank said withdrawals at non-VM ABMs will attract a $51 fee, while point-of-sale transactions will charge a fee of $11.50. The fees will take effect on October 1. VM customers have been able to conduct these transactions for free for years. However, the company said it can no longer absorb the costs of the transactions. Manufacturing and distribution company Derriman Trading reported record-breaking revenues of $9.5 billion for the six months ended June 30, 2023. According to Derriman, the recently acquired Spicy Hill Farms and Arosa Limited and a new supermarket location in Clarendon were the biggest contributors to the group's results. Retail sales spiked in the United States last month as inflation in the country began to cool. The U.S. sales report showed an almost 1% in sales increase for July. Online shopping sales rose 2%, while sporting goods and food services sales rose 1.5%. U.S. inflation slowed to 3% in June, after raising to a 40-year high of 9.1% in June 2022. What's Hot was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart.
0: Attention! Are you struggling with money? Trying to figure out how to pay off your credit cards? Are you ready to learn how to invest and grow your money? I'm Khalila Reynolds, the Money General, and I'm on a mission to help you get better with money. Join me inside the Money Mission community where I'll teach you how to manage money, make more money, and annihilate bad debt. Click the link in the description to sign up for your basic or premium membership. Let's get this money.
2: I took Khalila's Investing for Beginners Masterclass because I heard there was an IPO launching, and I just jumped right into it. helps you know how to invest
3: and the steps you can go to achieve your goals as well.
2: If it is that y'all are interested in learning about investments or anything, I really suggest that you hop on that class, that masterclass, because the way that I look at money, now and saving, I don't. I look at it different now.
1: Kalila, you're the reason Mark Brown started investing.
0: Learn the basics about stock market investing today. Investing for Beginners is available on demand or with a premium membership to the Money Mission community. Join now at moneymission.mn.co. The link is in the description.
1: This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance Made Easy.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's shout out our early viewers. Let me see who you are and where you're joining us from, starting with Lemoy. Lemoy says, Good morning. Is it morning where you are? Or good evening. I can't wait for this amazing show later on. Oh, Tom, a time Lamoy comment that. From morning for real, 11.56 a.m. So super, super early. Who else we have here? Learn Grow Invest saying congratulations on 50k subscribers. Yay! Thank you. Learn Grow Invest. Yay, us. You know, I didn't even notice. Like I've been here dogging it out, looking to see when we hit 50k. And come on the show tonight and it's to oh, no, tell me that we hit 50k finally. Finally, only took us, what, four years? But yeah, we're getting there bit by bit, subscriber by subscriber. So thank you so much. Uh, Ricardo says, greetings. Shanice says, let's get this money. Roger, Kish, pick up yourself every single time. Uh, Who else we have? Summer, Craig, ready and waiting for another informative episode. Let's get this money. Thank you guys so much. So manufacturing and distribution company, Derrimon Trading, reported record-breaking revenues of $9.5 billion for the six months ended June 30, 2023. So that's not even for a whole year, that's six months' revenue. So what contributed to this amazing performance and what are their plans for future growth? Let's find out from Dermon's Chairman and CEO, Derek Cottrell. Hi, Derek.
3: Good evening. How are you?
0: I am great, it is good to see you, especially under such amazing circumstances. Congratulations on your record-breaking profits. Thank you. So for those who don't fully know what Deremon does, give us some background on the company.
3: Well, you kind of said it. Deremon is a manufacturing, distribution and also retail company. We have several manufacturing companies Caribbean Flavor and Fragrances, Spicy Hill, and Arosa. Those are the, uh, and Woodcats, of course, those are our main manufacturing companies. And um, Dermond Distribution is our distribution company. And we have two retail brands, Sampars and Select Grocers.
0: Well, talk to me about these recent acquisitions, Spicy Hill Farms and Arosa. Uh, Did they have anything to do with your super amazing performance?
3: Yes, um, those companies um, came in this year. Um, well, we started them last year, uh, towards the middle to the end of last year. Um, also, our new s- store in Mapen, um, Select Grocers in Mapen. Um, so, those three helped with the performance. And I also forgot to mention our wonderful acquisition in New York City. Yeah. So, for those who joining us from New York, we have um, Food Savers. Um, new York, um, soon to be Sampar's New York. We do um, going to go to some rebranding um, later this year, early next year, so that um, we can leverage the, the strength of the Sampar's in there. Uh, so those are, you know, those those new acquisitions along with the existing business um, because we did get some improved performances from the existing business. That contributed to an increase in our revenue for 2023 over 2022, year-to-date.
0: That's amazing. So I do remember that acquisition, was it last year, I think, in New York? So now we have some... Uh, it, was have... Oh, so it was 2021. It was 2021. Time is moving yes, super is fast.
3: Now? Time yes. is
0: moving so fast. Yes. So all of our New York viewers, let me know if you've been to soon to be Sampars, New York. Where in New York is
3: it? It's in Brooklyn. It's near to the Brooklyn Terminal. It's 402 East 83rd Street in Brooklyn, Canarsie, um, right next to the Brooklyn Terminal. Beautiful store. It's called Food Savers. Um, uh, and um, you can get all the Jamaican Caribbean foods there, along with some African products also. We do also service the African diaspora um, in New York.
0: So how is that supermarket doing? Shellyanne wants to know.
3: It's doing pretty good. Um, we have gotten excellent response. We stock a lot of stuff here from Jamaica, and like I said, from from Africa. It's kind of a world store. We bring stuff from UK. We bring stuff from other Caribbean islands. Um, so you know the customers are pretty happy with the offerings, and we are you know bringing in some new items, particularly from our own brand, Delict. Um, you know beefing up the inventory there um, giving people exposure to the really excellent quality products our coconut milk and our coconut milk powder is is a rave um, it is it has more coconut than any other product on the market and consumers are responding very positively to it and also our mackerel has more mackerel in the can than any other product on the, on the market so those are just some other products we also have some unique products like our cordials or our sorrel cordials or our our um ginger beer cordial uh our food punch cordial concentrate and also we have it also in the flavor of pink lemonade everybody loves the pink lemonade and so those are some unique products that are doing very very well for us not just here in jamaica but also in new york and we're you know exporting even further to cayman and some of the small islands in the caribbean
0: that's awesome. So remind
3: us what the other two companies do, Spicy Hill Farms and Arosa. Okay, Spicy Hill Farms is, its main products, it's um, soups. Uh, so that Manish Water Soup, authentic Jamaican Manish Water, um, Spicy Hill Farms is who came up with that idea and still have the authentic product. Then there is a Ramitop, which as the name suggests, it will turn your curry goat into a a ram goat treat. So even if you buy a she goat, we can ensure that you get a real ram goat taste by using the ram it up. Um, and I'm happy to announce that we have uh, started a new product. We have we have introduced a new product, which is um, coconut soup. It is an excellent product. It has all. It has nothing artificial in it. It's all natural, from real chicken to all natural ingredients. No 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 artificial coloring. No artificial flavoring it's an all-natural product and it is really delicious we we debuted it at the expo and we had lines at our booth just to taste the soup Mm. um it's now on the market rolling out slowly you'll see it in your favorite supermarket and wholesale you can try it it's an excellent product and that's we haven't gotten much revenue from that because we just started that product in june um but we're doing production now and our product will be out and it'll be it'll be in new york soon
0: and it's it's made in Jamaica?
3: Made in Jamaica. Right here in Jamaica at our factory at Spicy Hill Farms. Um, and Rosa is primarily a, a meat producer. Um, we, pro- we process meat. We do sausages and hams, and we do a lot of specialty um, sausages. The previous owner, Mr. Robert Erna, is uh, Swiss national, um, no Jamaican. He has been here for over 40 years so he's really fully Jamaican but he has brought he brought over from Switzerland a real some really original recipes so for your real gourmet type products Arosa is the place to to get those products and also you know um, regular frankfurters we have a wonderful flavor product our products are really of high quality we also do wines at Arosa and this company mainly services food service, which include restaurants, hotels, et cetera. So, you know, we're now playing in that uh, market. We were primarily through our distribution company, just doing wholesales and supermarkets, but now we are doing stronger food service into the hotels through Arosa. Mm.
0: So the past couple of years have been quite challenging on the supply side. So how has that affected you at Deremon?
3: Well, we have managed to stay ahead of it most of the time. There is still some supply issues um, that that's going to continue for a while. Uh, whilst we're we're seeing the back of COVID, there is still some disruption in supplies. Shipping rates are coming down, but interest rates are high, and some businesses did not survive the pandemic. So there's some shifting around taking place. Uh, on the whole, I would say we have managed, you know, to have been to have not had uh, any, any major. Um, disruption from supplies but there is, it's not what it was pre-pandemic but we continue to, you know, work at that it means you have to carry additional inventory which is that additional costs so we have found that our costs have gone up in order to service our customers and our clientele um, because we have to carry more inventory
0: What about inflation? Because that's been the other killer both locally and in the US yes. How's You that see, affecting- a lot of
3: People think that business people love inflation because prices go up. But what they fail to realize is that it takes more money to buy the same amount of products. Mm. So your working capital increase, your interest costs, uh governments around the world have, not just Jamaica, have increased um, the cost of money. So interest costs have gone up. Increased costs have almost doubled in Jamaica. So the cost of money is, is very high now. So our costs have gone up and you can't necessarily pass on um, these the full extent of these costs to the consumers, so it's challenging times. But we have seen this before; it's nothing unusual. We'll get through this. We just have to continue to be at the wheel and be vigilant, and and get the job done. But um, it's not when prices go up; it does not does affect consumers. It also affects businesses because we have to, to find what, more money to buy the same amount of inventory.
0: To what extent have you passed on those price increases?
3: Um, I would say some some have not been passed on at all. Some 50 percent. Um, some have about to pass the full extent of the price increase on because the margins are so low. So it varies depending on the item and how much inventory had and what the trends are. Some prices are coming down, but it's nowhere near what it used to be pre-pandemic, because as I said costs have gone up in businesses. So um, we, we we're still seeing that, and it's not going to go back to what it was before.
0: As a business owner, Derek, how do you manage that? Because it's a delicate balance deciding when to, to increase prices and to what extent to increase prices. We do have entrepreneurs who watch the show who try to figure it out for themselves as well. Maybe you could offer some guidance as to how you approach it there at Derrimon.
3: Well, I want to say it's a precise science. One of the things I'm going to be very frank, you have to make sure you stay in business, so you have to make sure you watch your costs and are covering your costs. Because if you don't cover your costs, you're going to be in trouble, you're going to be out of business. Um, in the same breath, you have to ensure that the consumers will be willing to pay the price that you want to offer. Um, and what I'd also say, you have to be diversify your sourcing, you have to look at ways to cut your costs, um, because it, you know, it'll be very difficult for you to pass on the full cost to your consumers. So if you want to remain above ground, you have to do a lot of different stuff, including um, diversifying your suppliers. You have to be also willing to make less money um, because that's how business is. You're not, the trajectory is in most business, not always in one direction going up. It's going to have a little bit of bumps and blips. And so you have to be realistic and expect some of that. So, you know, uh, the main thing I will say is make sure you can keep your head above the water um, and look how best you can diversify your sources Um, to ensure that you can stay ahead of us.
0: So coming back to the acquisitions that we were discussing earlier, uh, the objective of this interview is talking about the growth that you've experienced. And I'm seeing a a parallel there. Would you say that aggressive acquisition is what's driving growth to the company right now?
3: Um, Yes and no, because we do have some organic growth. Um, We look, we constantly look for businesses that can add strategically to us. Um, Not all our acquisitions is done for revenue growth. Sometimes it's strategic, like Spice Seal, we thought it was a good opportunity. It's not a lot of revenue per se, but what we are going to do with Spice Seal is going to turn it into a very very big enterprise. Um, We saw that opportunity, the fact that that company produces authentic, unique products from Jamaica, that's as um, strong demand. So we're increasing the supply of those products and we're launching new products under the Spice Sale brand. So we we don't just look to grow from acquisition. We also do some organic growth with the existing businesses. For example, um, virtually every single one of our supermarkets on wholesale have grown 2023 over 2022. Um, other parts, it has to compensate because other parts of the business may be going through um, challenges, and so you have to, to look for opportunities elsewhere. But we we are a growing company we have a lot of young people working with us who are anxious to prove themselves, and we, we do a lot of um, homegrown um, development of talent. Uh, we also like to expose our young people to senior management. So we are happy to grow the business so that we can accommodate more people in in, in employment and also opportunities for them to be in management.
0: But is the result of, is the the increase in revenues the result of Mm -hmm. people paying more because inflation is high, prices are going up? Or is it that you're actually selling more items?
3: Yeah, it's a combination of both. Yes, there's some inflation, but inflation slowed down a bit. 2022 over 2023. For 2021, 22 inflation was higher. Um, So it's more real growth as opposed to um, just inflation um, in in, in most cases. Um, Also, uh, to be totally honest, there are some businesses that have been flat um, going through their own challenges. um, And so the new supermarket in particular would have helped us to grow the business some more. that new supermarket is nowhere near its full potential yet. We are to we have a very slow rollout, um, sorting out some teed and pains. But happily, those have been sorted out, and we are we managed to go through these teed and pains without affecting the service we give to our customers. But we want to make sure we got that store right. So, for example, that store has we'll have a, a tech store that's going to be something similar to what you will have in as a Best Buy in the United States. Ah. We have nothing like that in Jamaica. So, yes, we haven't really rolled that store out yet in a big way. We are This is the store in Clarendon, right? Company. That's the store in Clarendon, yes. Um, we decided to use a mezzanine as a part of the store rather than storage as it was designed earlier. And that is going to be a wonderful tech store. So, Jamaica will have a first world type tech and appliance store um, right there in Mapen, which is just less than an hour from Kingston, and less than an hour from Mandeville, right in the middle of the island, and we expect to generate a lot of income from that business as we roll it out, as um, also in probably end of September. It's up now, but we're just, you know, um, working through some stuff and really get it launched towards the last quarter of the year, October, November, December. Um, so we have set the base for uh, a stronger, better company, and 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 so we plan to continue to grow. so even without doing other acquisitions there's there are innovations um in terms of product expansion as i mentioned in spice sale and with select as we're going to have select tech which will start off being in maypen and we're going to roll it out in some other stores um as we do some um, realignment and uh, of our select brand and of our select stores
0: so are you done with acquisitions for now or are you still eyeing other potential companies to acquire?
3: <laughs> we 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 evaluate every opportunity um, independently and make a decision. So um, I can't tell you we're looking at anything specifically now, but we never stop looking.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's take some questions from the audience. There are quite a few. So several people asking about dividends. Ann says... Just tell me how much of the money shareholders are getting.
3: Um, I can't answer that question directly as a decision by the board and the finance committee, um, but I like to be very straightforward. Um, the challenge that Dermot will have with dividends, generally speaking, um, we do pay dividends is not a very big dividends, i mean totally honest, is uh the fact that we're in a rapid growth mode companies that tend to pay div- higher dividends are companies that are more mature and are using their cash um just turning over and, and continuing the business but we a lot of the earnings that we make we reinvest in the business to make it bigger and stronger um um so i don't we, i'll be very honest with you as a policy and, and based on direction we're going, we're not going to pay heavy dividends, but we do pay dividends from time to time. I can't say when the next dividends will be paid. that's a board decision, and it'll be uh, remiss of, I'll be going out of, on a limb, and speaking out of turn, if I have to say so. But we want to reward our loyal shareholders with dividends, but I just want to to, to warn that it's not going to be heavy dividends, because we're growing the business, so, you know, we'll, we'll get the gains otherwise.
0: When last have you paid dividends?
3: I think we paid dividends two years ago. I may be wrong, but I think it's two years ago, yeah. Mm. Two years ago, I think it would have been 2020 2020 or 2021. Um, Don't hold me to it, it's one of those two years. Mm.
0: I don't know if you can answer this next question. It comes from Earl who wants to know, what's dragging down the stock price?
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm not an expert in the stock market. It's not the performance of the company. I think generally speaking the stock price the stock prices in jamaica are 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 a little depressed now the market isn't doing as well as it should um that's not necessarily unique to jamaica but um if it is on performance i think the stock price should be going up so um but i'm no expert on the stock market i'll be honest with you i i run the business i'm not an expert in in, in the share prices I, I i apologize i probably should know more but I'll be honest with you.
0: No, that's why I, I, I see my, my saying, focus is
3: running the business. I, run it I, well.
0: said, I don't know if you can answer that question because as you know, you're <laughs> running a company, you're not in charge of what right. the stock price does. That's something that we typically ask our right. analysts. So next question comes from Nanosense, who says, Are you gonna set up a similar store like the one in the state in Canada? GTA to be exact, greater Toronto area. I
3: think. <laughs> yes we intend to grow out in North America um, the, we are even looking at the community of Brampton as we speak um, but that's very very early days but we do intend to grow our business in the North American region so Toronto Atlanta um, Washington Philadelphia of course down south florida we intend to be in these locations in the not too distant future we're looking for those opportunities and when those come up we will certainly make use of them
0: next question comes from damien who wants to know where can i get the ram it up where is it available for <laughs> sale
3: it's available in quite a few supermarkets certainly in some parts and select Grocer store but it's going to be most locations island wide um there was a challenging filling the inventory um but but we have been doing better at it um because the company was closed down and we bought it and so we have had to be working to bring the production up to the level it was we are pretty much there now um unfortunately we do quite a bit of exports so unfortunately we can't sell everything here in jamaica but some is available I know it's at some parts and select, and there are some other locations island-wide that you'll get it.
0: Okay, I don't see any other questions. Well, we do have a few more. Uh, I'll take one final question from our viewers. Crypto King wants to know, do you have any plans for Mandeville, Manchester? I heard you talking about a tech store when I joined. That store is in Clarendon. Is it in Maypen? We,
3: we want to open up our techs. Once we, get, once we organize and get the concept right, in Maypen, we want to roll out these textures stores around the island. Um, but we, we are very careful in what we do. We want to get it right. And so we started in Maypen. Um, we want to put a, a Sedeqar Sampars. We will have some Sampars in Mandeville, but it's a, a very small outlet. We're looking for an opportunity to, to build a proper, bigger supermarket slash wholesale in that area. And the text will be part of it. So, yes, we have been at opportunity come. We'll be jumping at it. But it's a short drive from Mandeville to, to Mapin. and I assure you that you'll be, the, the experience in, in select Mapen is very pleasant so you can take your family with you and enjoy the, the ambiance and, and um, you know everything that is there for uh, our Mandeville consumers. And the road will soon be finished so it'll take less than half an hour to get there in a short time.
0: T- much less than half an hour because it's like half an hour drive now. You say
3: Khalil, I drive on a speed limit, you
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. No, on the on the new toll road, Maypen to Mandible is yeah. supposed to be 15 minutes.
3: Whoa. So. See there? Yeah, great.
0: Yeah. So exactly. I,
3: the Mandible people will be getting here even quicker.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Wonderful. I didn't realize it was going to be that short, but yes.
0: So let's see when great. it opens. Supposed to open any day now. Yes, we'll see. Well, thank you so much, yes. Derek. Congratulations and good luck on all your new ventures. We look forward to hearing more.
3: Thank you, Kalila. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, Jamaica, for your continued support. We are very happy and, uh, that we are here serving you. And on behalf of the team at Deramon Trading, we just want to tell Jamaica thanks. And say, have a wonderful day.
0: Good stuff. Okay. So to our viewers, last night, I broke down the one great studio prospectus inside the Money Mission community. We had a lot of people who are considering investing for the very first time who joined us. If you're interested in the IPO, here's just a little sneak peek of what we went through. I went through the entire prospectus and helped you to understand what to look out for in a prospectus. Here here it is. So you're going to look for the share price. And here we see that the share price is $1 for ordinary share for both the general public and for the reserved pool. By the way, if you guys have any questions along the way, feel free to either raise your hand or post it in the chat. So we can see here that they're offering a total of 338,000 etc ordinary shares. million, sorry, not thousand, million. And we can also see that half of them are for the public and half of them are for reserve pool. And I'll explain what those are very soon. So what are reserved pool in this case? Well, they tell you what they are. So they're reserving some for key strategic partners and they're also reserving some for their own team members. So people who work at One GS gets uh, reserved shares It's the same price As it is for the general public. Okay, so make sure you join the Money Mission community. We went for over two hours last night going over that uh, IPO prospectus. We spent quite a bit of time on the management discussion and analysis, where their growth is coming from, so make sure you join that community so you don't miss a thing and you can still access the replay of that webinar with a basic subscription or you can just purchase access to that single webinar. Just click the link in the description and it should be pinned at the top of the comment section as well. Let's join the money mission and let's get this money. All right, now it's time for tonight's poll question. And here is your question for this evening. Uh, A lot has been happening in the markets right now. Has your confidence in investing been impacted by 2023 business and finance activities. So have, you know, I create SSL NCB, a whole lot of things happening. Has your confidence in the market been affected? Here are your options. A, nope, that's just the way it goes. B, yes, I don't feel safe investing. C, no, the regulatory bodies are doing their jobs. D, I'm nervous, but hopeful. And other, leave a comment. How do you feel about what's going on? Uh, Breaking news, like every week, something coming up. Let me know in the comments. And you can also take that poll over on X, the app formerly known as Twitter, as well as on our YouTube channel in the community section. Now it's time for a hurricane tip from our sponsor, CG United.
1: Hurricane tips are brought to you by CG United. It's good like that.
0: Deciding to secure your vessel ashore or anchored may depend on your insurance policy. With some policies, your marine vessel is still covered if it remains in the water. And if not, you must remove it from the water and store it securely ashore. Be sure to check your policy to see what your coverage requires so you're prepared if storms arise this hurricane season. And that was your hurricane tip from CG United.
1: Hurricane tips were brought to you by CG United. It's good like that.
0: Up next, we've got your market recap and the analysts are standing by.
1: This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency, insurance made easy.
0: Hey, moneymakers, join the KRM fam with our official merch. Get it now at Khaliloranals.com. Let's get this money.
1: The JC Combined Index lost over a thousand points last week. 124 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week, ending Friday, August 18, 2023. 44 made gains, 70 lost value, and 10 stayed the same. 114 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at $435 million. Wigton was the week's most traded stock. It took up 12% of market volume, with 14 million shares trading. The stock lost 9 cents to open Monday at 67 cents. Trans-Jamaican Highway traded at the second highest. The stock gained $0.07 to open this week at $2.59. And Sterling Investments rounded out last week's most traded with 13 million shares changing hands. The stock's price remained unchanged to open Monday at $2.55. Now let's see who are the biggest gains for the week. ISP Finance Services was the market's biggest gain, up 18%. The stock opened Monday at $25.15. CAC 2000 was also up 18% to start the new week at $6.98. And Pulse was up almost 17% to open the week at $2.63. On the losing side now, Cigna's Credit Investments USD was the week's biggest loser. The stock lost $0.02 to open Monday at $0.09 U.S. JMMB Group 7.25% was the week's second-biggest loser, opening the new week at $1.45. And Consolidated Bakeries was down almost 16%, closing last week at $2.31. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the Composite Index lost 8 points or almost 1% last week. Grace Kennedy was the most-traded stock. The stock's price lost $0.04 to open this week at $3.35 TT. National Flower Mills was the market's biggest gain, up 4% to open this week at $1.60 TT. And on the losing side, Trinidad and Tobago NGL fell 13% to open Monday at $15.01 TT. Over in the US, the Dow Jones, S&P 500 and the Nasdaq were all down 2% last week. At the pumps gas and diesel prices were all up four dollars fifty cents last week in foreign exchange it took an average one hundred and fifty five dollars fifty two cents jamaican to purchase one u s dollar last friday that's two cents more than a week before Meanwhile, it took an average $116.65 Jamaican to purchase one Canadian dollar. One British pound cost on average $197.86 Jamaican. And you could buy one year for $171.77 Jamaican on average. Finally, on the crypto markets, Bitcoin was down 9% over the past 5 days, trading at $26,047 US on Monday. Ethereum was down 7%, trading at $1,671 US on Monday. This segment of Taking Stock The Analysts is brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Disclaimer This is not intended as financial advice. Please consult a licensed financial advisor before making investment decisions.
0: Welcome back. So somebody was asking in the comments, where do you find the poll questions? It's on Twitter, and it's also here on YouTube. So this is what the YouTube channel looks like on desktop. And if you go over here to community, that's where you see all the poll questions. Additionally, if you are on a mobile device, it will often just come up in your feed as you're scrolling through YouTube looking for stuff to watch. You'd see the poll come up. So, and there's also one more place where you can find it. Uh, There's a link to it in the actual video. We try to put this on mute. So down here in the description, you click more. Uh, Is there a link to it? There it should be. Maybe not. (laughs) Usually, oh, okay, here we go. Take this week's poll. And then here's the link. You just click the link and it takes you straight to the poll. Yeah. All right. So that's where you find the poll questions. I see a few good comments coming in uh, regarding tonight's poll question as well. So let me take some of those comments in the meantime. Let me see what we have. Uh, <laughs> May pen and <or> not play pen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean wanted to know where we find the polls. Orvin said, I think 1GS is going to face some headwinds, some strong headwinds based on the current climate. So, yeah, we are Everybody's looking at this one. It actually opens next week, Monday. So you still have time to get your applications in. Sean says, not gonna lie. I'm starting to worry. Philip says, nope. My confidence is not affected. Broad views are broke views. There's a lot of good in our market. The bad news is amplified in excess of the good. Opportunities abound. Raquel says D, which was nervous, but still hopeful or something like that, I think. Sean says, feels like you're dodging raindrops. Lily says, I'm loving it. I want some of these stock prices to drop even lower. Sales season. At some point, you do want them to recover though. Summer says, I'm new to investing. I have some level of excitement. Not sure why. Probably because you're new to investing. And then Robert says, I just opened a JTrader account and I was working out some EPS for some companies, and most of the stocks are undervalued when I work out the PE ratio. And that is a fact. So let's bring on the analysts this evening. Today I'm joined by Leo Vonnie Dillon, investment research and sovereign risk analyst at JMMB Group. And we also have Julian Morrison, founder of WealthWatch JA. Welcome, Leo. Welcome, Julian. It's great to see you back, both of you. Come on.
4: Good night, Carillo. How are you doing?
0: So the big news this week is the JSC's suspension of iCreate, uh, suspending trading of their shares until, reportedly, they publish their audited financial statements. And Julian, I want to start with you. What is going on? Can you explain what this suspension actually means?
2: Okay, so uh, suspension typically speaks to a pause in the trading of the security based on violation of trading rules on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So it can be for numerous reasons. It can be because of financials that were published late. It can be for fraudulent actions um, and for other examples. But essentially, when a company breaks the rules of the Stock Exchange, there are certain parameters that are taken as disciplinary action and one of them is suspension so that's that's the situation they're facing right now
0: and what can a company do so typically what happens is it that when the company comes into compliance then the trading of shares just automatically resumes and and have we seen this before
2: yes it has happened before with other companies um naturally the situation has to be remedied or rectified, so whatever is outstanding needs to be resubmitted, and an application has to be sent to essentially um show that, OK, fine, we have now been um making changes, and we want to now be given the opportunity to have the suspension removed. So there are many instances that have happened over the years, over the last 20 years or so, for example, that happened with a company called Dial, and there are just many other examples. I can't remember all, all of them from the top of my head, but suspensions have happened before.
0: Is it something to be concerned about, especially considering all the trials that I create has been going through in the past several months?
2: Well, suspension has a lot to do with governance because most board of directors, most boards of directors have systems in place to ensure that the, the, the gaps are filled as it relates to governance. So for example, the timely filing of um, various disclosures, whether that be financial statements, or corporate actions, such as acquisitions and declaration of dividends and so on, or leadership changes. So it has to do with a tiered system, meaning there are different um, levers, or there are different parameters that are put in place internally to hold companies um, accountable, meaning leadership within companies accountable, and the board is really there to create that protection barrier. So I wouldn't say it's down to any one person only, but the board of directors also has a role to play in ensuring that these things don't happen because they're the ones to tap the CEO on the shoulder and say, hey, where is this? Um, you know, We're a couple months late with this document, mm-hmm. et cetera.
0: So, Leo, if you're an iCreate shareholder right now, what do you do?
4: All right, well, um, the thing is, well, it's because it's suspended, you can't trade the shares. So, basically, you're going to have to wait until um, they get all of this sorted out, and then you have an opportunity um, to make an execution of shares. Other than that, there's really nothing. You can't the do anything. Are the- very limited. Um, yeah. Now, That being said, um, further to the point it was presented earlier. There have been cases before of this before in the market, um, even a company that's fairly actively traded now has been suspended um, previously because of a similar violation and they're trading now and everything is fine. That being said, though, of course, it's going to take a big hit to confidence in the stock, um, at mm-hmm. least in the near term. Um, again, it's not a, it's not an insurmountable hurdle, I in like it's possible for them to get over it, but it's going to be hard. Um, and of course, you already know before the company had, had issues in terms of the performance of the company. Um, this acquisition was was viewed by many because it started speculation based on the stock price movement and from like the lower dollar to almost like four plus because of all of these ad- announcements about acquisitions and things that they're gonna do. Um, of course, you know, that now of course is creating issues so, yeah, so basically if you're a shareholder in this, um, that's what it's gonna be. Um and of course this, this again, I think it's a point I made earlier. The thing is, you know, because a relatively small young company early in the market, it was a it was a, it wasn't really for every investor because again, with any of these things they can work out, but it's also a risk reward trade-off. So it's for each investor to kinda of understand what kind of risk they can take, which in my opinion based on, of course, the business model of this company, what they've been doing, the risk profile would have been relatively high. It wasn't like a company that had a strong balance sheet, that had a cash, years, a track record of performance that would reduce the risk for investors. So, That's,
0: that's true. And yeah, when they listed, they were a startup.
4: Yeah, it was basically a startup. And the business model was not one that was, um, you know, like, you know, locked in stable, one of those um, consumer discretionary. So it wasn't like a, for argument's sake, like a diamond trading or, or, you know, like, you know, selling food products that are more stable. Known... Like a
0: supermarket, you know, everybody yeah. always got to the supermarket. Supermarket.
4: Right? So there's some level of stability there because of their business model. It was in new, so again, not that new business models can't work. Because we see, of course, you're looking the, in the US market with your Tesla's and your Facebook, New business models can't work in it. But it's just that they become more risky. So the thing is, again, is for persons to understand where their tolerance is and to say, all right, I'm young for argument's sake, I'm willing to take this risk, right, or to say, all right, you know, I'm an older person that's about to go into retirement, can I take this high degree of risk? So it's about each person can understand and talking to their wealth advisor and getting a full picture of what this is supposed to be, as in like a part of their portfolio or not, right? Yeah, so...
0: I love mm. that you raised that point about assessing your risk, because like we said, iCreate was a, basically a startup when it listed. And the fact is that most businesses fail within the first five years. I'm not saying iCreate is failing, um, but most mm. businesses, most startups, you know, don't make it. And so that's mm. going to mean that it's going to be a higher level of risk to invest yeah. in a company like this. Mm. But uh, coming back to, to Julian, the CEO has now resigned. What do you make of that? And this follows, by the way. So first of all, in May, the CFO resigned. And then in July, the deputy CEO, who's also the COO, resigned. And then in August, the CEO resigned. And then now we have suspension of trading. What does all of that put together say to you, Julian?
2: Well, for full transparency, you know, I've been accused um of being a I create the tractor. So <laughs> the ju- the jury is out. Maybe some people will say I'm biased or whatever the case may be. But just following the numbers, the company has been in a situation that has had investors essentially waiting for a turnaround because we've accepted the risk. Fine, the company is a startup. The founder is young and energetic, a visionary, somebody who likes to create new projects. And that's good, because in the early stages, companies are highly tied to who their founders are, especially in the, in, in the beginning, You're really betting on the person more than the company, so to speak, because there isn't much to go by, um, separate and apart from the capability of the leader and the founder and the visionary. So that's just to put it into perspective. But in successive financial years, we've seen cases where there's inconsistencies around the timing of how financials are released. So some of the the filings would have been late, would it be the the audited financials or the the, the annual reports, for instance, and we know the annual reports are very detailed. They would provide the management discussion and analysis to explain what happened over the year. So I remember last year in financial year 2022, I think the, audit, the annual report was about 11 months late. Now, by the time investors get that information, the business would have changed. 11 material. months? Yeah, it was about that. How
0: come they weren't suspended then? That is unacceptable.
2: Yeah, so, so it's just a matter of getting information on time and carrying investors along the growth journey because businesses, they take risk. That's how they make money. But it is the founder's duty. To be transparent and to communicate the vision and the story to the investors for them to stay along for the ride because getting getting perspective especially from a company founder goes a very far way that's why investor relations is important mm-hmm. speaking about getting the information not only on time but accurate information and just hearing from the leader and getting information that is credible so for instance when we heard about the visual vibe um, acquisition the first time we would have been told that it was completed in a given time period in and then following January. That, right and then we would have heard that it wasn't in fact complete at that time period it's now pending and is to be closed in another period those are the things that break investor confidence and it highlights the importance of investor relations as it relates to um how the stock trades how easy it is for the company to raise capital later on easy it is for that founder to move on to new businesses if they so choose because again each founder and each company leader has a brand and it is that brand that guides the company's success especially in the beginning so these are some of the the challenges the company has had and we really need to take it as a learning moment as a market to say hey you know investor relations matter it's not just about posting financials on time Mm -hmm. But showing leadership is really about communicating and creating a connection with the investor base and all stakeholders because pension funds have also invested in iCreate as well. If we look at the top 10 shareholders, we'll see that pensions um, are actually at risk as well. So there are many stakeholders, and to see the bigger picture, the founder has to take that into consideration of any business whatsoever, and it just underscores the importance of investor relations Mm -hmm. on a whole. That's what I take away from it.
0: And on that very point, of course, we did invite Tyrone to the show, and he said he's not doing interviews at the moment. We also tried to reach out to the interim chairman and interim CEO. They also are not speaking to the press at this time, but I do think that in due course, and sooner rather than later, someone needs to address the public on what is going on at iCreate, because, like you said, investor confidence has already been taking a hit, And with the suspension and now the resignation of the CEO, I can't imagine what's going to happen when trading actually does resume, (laughs) when the JSC allows them to to finally resume trading of those shares. Now, on the point, Leo, of Tyrone's resignation, there is precedence for founders to be kicked out of their companies. We saw Steve Jobs was basically kicked out of Apple, Steve, Apple being the company that he created. We don't know that Tyrone was forced mm-hmm. to resign. Um, mm-hmm. I saw Lauren tweeting that actually he's been sick this entire year, and that's why he resigned, so he could focus on his health. Um, so there's that aspect of it as well. But how unusual is it for a founder of a company to exit a company, especially yeah, if things are going how they are now?
4: It's not unusual um, for a founder to exit. Um, Of course, the circumstances vary. So sometimes, and of course, founders can just leave because they feel like they've done well and this is the time for them to step down. I mean, you could look at like a a Howard Schultz um, for Starbucks in the US for that. So you you can have that too. Um, In this case, um, of course, it's a mixed bag. It's kind of somewhat speculation as to why exactly um, he left. That being said though, there can be a positive from it, meaning um, because of the changes that we've seen in the leadership position, um, and of course, they're suspended now, there can be hope that you know, when they you know, send in the reports that you know, they resume trading, that they actually start to execute and perform well in terms of the reporting, the performance, and build back that confidence. Um, so that's basically the best case scenario. Um, the probability as the whole that's going to play out, well, I guess that's anybody's guess at this point, because of course we need, you know, actual numbers in order to, you know, you know, match it out and see exactly where this thing can go. It definitely but, makes um, us
0: nervous. It makes you nervous that, well,
4: yeah.
0: are they that bad that they can't tell us what the numbers are?
4: Yeah, it's... it's- It's mixed in, all right, so I've seen companies before that you you take forever to get the numbers, the audited numbers, and the numbers are actually that bad. It's just an accounting issue, meaning, you know, them back and forth with accountants and all sorts of things, um, and that creates an issue in terms of the length of time. So that could could be a scenario. I'm just laying out all the scenarios here, because of course, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, So that could be a scenario in their defense. That being said, though, it's just that um, as a listed entity, though, you tend to have priority with the auditors in terms of um, them making sure that you have your thing on time to report because, of course, you're under more scrutiny than, for example, like a private company, which, you know, you know, they might not get that audit done like at the same pace as, as you get with a listed entity. Um, and then again, of course, it's up to management in order to make sure that they have their stuff together that the audit can be done smoothly and that everybody can get what they need on time. Um, But it's going to, as you said, there's no doubt about it. It's going to shake investor confidence. I'm only stating that there's a potential for them to recover. But that being said, a lot of investors probably not even going to want to wait for that. But it is the nature of the game. Um, Again, you you know, you take an investment, you you know, you take the risk, you take a, a, a chance with it. And this is kind of, you know, how the scenario can play. Again, it's not the end of the road. But it is what it is in terms of the type of risk and, you know, the the, increased negative sentiment that's going to probably be around the stock for a while. At least Um, they can get all this sorted out.
0: Looking at potential worst case scenario, Sean says, if the situation isn't rectified, iCreate will go back to becoming a private company and the shareholders will have to find their own buyers for the shares. Is that what would happen, Julian?
2: To be honest, it depends on it depends on the other variables at play because I believe none of us here have the full story. Um the management team has not really given us the reason that the CEO has stepped down. So I think that's a key variable in determining what comes next. And we don't know the audited financial statement um position so we don't know how strong the company is in terms of its balance sheet because the balance sheet essentially tells us how much time a company has left the balance sheet and the the cash flow statement that is really the determinant of where a company stands so there's still key information that we don't have as yet so i wouldn't go as far as talking about next steps until we have that the audited and a formal disclosure and communication from create to say look this is what is happening and that's why I stressed in investor, relation, investor relations we shouldn't have to speculate why is it that we don't know if it's health or if it's related to the company not, we don't want a medical report but if it's that serious investors deserve to know because yes. that's what they invested Absolutely. in they invested in Tyrone and they deserve to know
0: Absolutely. You're completely right. So hopefully we hear something from them very soon. So moving on to our last topic of this evening, Honey Bun's third quarter financial performance. Honey mm-hmm. Bun is, I don't know, I just like this company. It's a fun company based on what they create. And then I just the image of their CEO is just so, you know, happy and friendly and makes you want to eat up those nice donuts and cinnamon roll. <laughs> How did they do this uh this third quarter, Leo?
4: Yeah, man, they did very well. Um, this company, um, they have a track record of doing well. Um, so in this quarter, um, if I can share my screen here so I can show you what's going on. So in this quarter, what you're seeing is that revenue is up, profit is up. So um, if you zoom in a bit here, you can see where revenue is up about 9% and oh no, almost 10% and net profit is up almost 44.5% in this is in the third quarter only, right? So if you zoom out a bit now, and you look on the, the nine-month period, um, then you can see that they actually have good performance also. So if you look at the nine-month, revenue is up about 18% and profits up almost 50% over the nine-month period. So they're doing very well on the nine-month period also. And then if you move forward here to, yeah, if you look zoom out a bit now, and you look over the years, right? you're also seeing some good performance from them. So if you look out over the years, you've seen where more or less revenue steadily increased, um, profits have increased uh, more or less steadily, but you saw like a decline um, occurring in the most recent year, right here in um, 2022. Oh, for context, the area in the September. Um, now, when you on a slide I'm gonna show soon, you'll see that there's some kind of correlation between the performance of the company in terms of profit growth and the performance of the stock um, that, though, so let me just zoom this out and take a look here. So now when we look at the cash flow of the company, what we're seeing is that the operating cash flow more or less increased over the period. So it's steadily going up here and dipping in the last year. Um, year in 2022, you know, from 304 million down to about 184. Um, but a lot of that decline right there is because of increased uh, receivables, which are, of course are a non-cash item, say, back that out. So that's the reason why I see that decline there. Um, so it's basically because of a growth in receivables that they had um, in that year, why I seen a decline. And of course, because profits um, came in a bit, then that's why I seen a decline. But all in all, good um, for them. And um, let's move on a bit here now. So now, if you look on just the last nine months period, you're seeing that they did 308.7 million in the nine months in operating cash flow. Now that's significant because if you go back here and you look up, you know, take a quick look, in 2021 financial year, they did 304. And in this quarter, the nine month period, they're 308 million in operating cash flow. So if you just, you know, take a quick look what we've seen so far, so we say the income is up, obviously some strong cash flow coming in as in an operating cash flow from them, right? And then now, if we take a look on some of these ratios, we're seeing that the gross margin moving in the right direction. So this is over the most recent nine months period compared to the same um, period the prior year, right? We're seeing that the gross margin, operating margin, net profit margin, all of them is, have improved. The current ratio, that's also now the current ratio has been well over um, one x, one times. So that means basically any near term liabilities they can easily meet those, right? And then if you look on the debt to equity ratio, it's basically non-existent. Um, it's basically just some lease liabilities that they have, an accounting thing. So basically, this company basically has high cash flows coming in, no debt, strong profitability, and earnings growth. Right, and look on the roe, return on equity, return on assets, those are also strong. All right. Now, if you look on the performance of the stock now, that's a different story. So the stock is down about 21.4% for the year. Um, for perspective, the junior market and a whole is down 2%. So, this is a massive underperformance. Wow. Um, which is quite unusual because, again, usually when the, the, the stock does well, in terms of not the stock, the, the, the earnings does well at a company, the stock does well also. But for some reason, that's not my on So, I when wonder you look, why. I'm not sure what's happening this year in particular. It's, it's kind of weird. I think it's, again, might be tied to the overall sentiment in the market because if you look, and this, this table here, right? It's showing the performance of the stock over the years for each month and for the full year. So if you look at the last column here, um, 2019 is a strong performance, 2021 is strong performance. And if you go back and you look on the earnings of the company, you realize that those years kind of coincide when the, the profits was up significantly, like over 30%, right? Um, but then of course, 2022 year, we know 2022 was down a bit for them see, so the stock performance was down. Now 2023 looks very strong for them, but the stock performance is still down. So that's the unusual part for them. And these, this, this well, I do um, do occur from time to time in the market where the company is performing, but the stock price isn't. And again, we know that the overall market taking a beating, you know, but again, the junior market's down too. This is down twenty-one or one percent. I'm surprised that's... the
0: junior market is only down too because I thought it was more yeah. than that.
4: Yeah, it was it was at one point. So if you look at the chart, you know, you'll realize that up to just a little bit before, it was actually down some over that, like over six plus percent. So it just recently probably rebounded while just down 2% now. Uh, but yeah, it was down. And if you go back early in the year, you can see it was down at one point in the chart. And right here, you can see it was actually down like 10%. If you go back, sorry. If you go back early in the year here, you can see it was down like 10%. But now, this is where it's at. Um, so it's not that bad for the market. And you can see, again, another of way of looking at the stock performance of Honeybond, you can see that, you know, in the heyday, um, this is what, late 2021, it was up over $10 a share compared to where it's at now, which is like $6.28 a share. Well, as I close today. So, you know, it's not doing that well there. Now, when you look on the price month, no, sorry, look on the volume of the stock now. So we're seeing that the activity is actually falling off. So 2021, which was a good performing year for them, the activity was very good. Um, you can see the stock trading well over a million dollars um, on an average day. The volume has been declining. And now in 2023, we can see that the lowest that we've seen for all of this the data here, which is a little bit over $200,000 on an average day, um, which is pretty low for the stock. Um, and again, to be fair, some of this might be because of was a general decline in trading activity in the market. Which we've seen um, again because of overperformance in the market. So investors not really trading as much as they used to, but that's what's going on there. Now, when you look at the PE of the stock, it's very cheap. And you look on how it usually trades. So over the last year, average about 15 times. Now it's trading at about 11 times earnings. Um on any period they want to look back, you know, about three years, five year average is trading well below all of those. So it's a sign that on a, you know, comparing it to itself it is relatively cheap and again because of what we looked at before the question that you have I ask yourself as an investor is does it deserve to be this cheap because again they're performing all indications that they can continue to perform the balance sheet is strong, cash flow position is strong profit is strong um, and you know there's by all indications in terms of the investments that they're doing uh, what you know expansions that they're doing they're continuing to grow. so you know the question if I you ask yourself an investor you look at this is an opportunity. Or is it like a value trap? Um, so that's the question. When you look at all of this data here, and on the price-to-book basics, you can also see a similar trend where it's very cheap. So basically, that's it. So looking through all of this data here, I know it's a lot. Um, I'm trying to make it shorter, it's a lot, but looking at oh, all of this great data, here, great yeah, it, yeah, it gives you an idea of what's going on with this company and then it's down now to the investor to make the ultimate decision of course your you know your broker your advisor you know if it's for you in terms of your risk tolerance in terms of your what you're trying to do um oh there's something i forgot to mention this also is a very good dividend payout so the mm. consistent pay dividend consistent pay dividend while still growing um revenues while still growing profits and so, you know, it's, 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 done, it's basically done everything that it can do as a company. Um, so there's nothing really to fault them on. to say, boy, you know, they're not generating that cash, they're not paying no dividends. And the dividends have been steadily increasing over time. And again, because of how much cash they have on the balance sheet, I didn't show it here. But the company has hundreds of millions of dollars of cash on the balance sheet. And they generate hundreds of millions of dollars of cash each year. Um, so they're in a position that they can keep paying that dividend for some time and grow, meaning grow organically. The debt level is low, so if they need to borrow in order to help them grow, they can do that also. So there's a lot of avenues open up for them in terms of what they can do. And um, So yeah, so that's it. So couple, all in all, I think it's good.
0: couple comments on Honeybun from the viewers. Troyan says, Honeybun recently opened an outlet in St. Thomas as well so yeah. part of the reason for the increase in revenues and then Lily mm-hmm. says people moving around shares to take advantage of the dividend payouts keeping this month but you also just heard Leo Lily say that Honeybun is also a great dividend paying stock so mm, could be mm-hmm. part of it i don't know
4: yeah yeah so it's yeah so that's
0: it Natoya mm-hmm. said I guess investors find the stock boring. <laughs> they don't hear yeah, much on it.
4: yeah it, and you can see it in the activity. It doesn't it's not trading that much. Um, $200,000 on an average day. That's not a lot. So I mean, yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, but the thing is, though, when we have asked yourself and this investor when you're looking broadly, you, know, you know, building out your portfolio is, yes, again, some of the business models, mine and so on is exciting, like some of the tech firms, like, you know, some of the, you know, but if the company is generating good operating um, cash flows, um, good dividend paying growth is there. The thing is, and you know, again, it, clearly you're not going to put 100 percent of your money on it, but if I ask yourself, is this something that I'd like to include in the portfolio? So that's how I look at it. Um, so it's not always going to be exciting and flashy um, in terms of the the, the the business operations. But
0: I mean, sometimes the boring but, companies are good, you know, boring, consistent, reliable the,
4: the companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Same thing in relationships. Oh <laughs> uh, by the way, before we move on, mm-hmm. not saying you're boring, babe. I know you're watching, you're not boring. You all. Yeah, you.
4: yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: Stability and consistency. That was my point. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, do you know how much the market is down overall this year? So mean and junior.
4: The June, I think the main is around six. I can't get that data, I think it's around six percent. I can't check it though. I, right. You I can't continue. Asking- I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. No, the, the, the main is
2: down more than that. Man, main is down more than 12.
0: More I than think. 12 year to date.
2: No, not year to date. I'm talking year. Hold on, wait. Yeah, I feel double like check. Hold on.
0: No, I'm asking because I actually wanted I'm to use I'm that asking. to segue into to your discussion, Julian, because. Yeah. Well, we all know the market here in Jamaica has been down this year. I don't know by how much because we don't have that number offhand. But how mm-hmm. are we abroad? So, is there any hope in the S and P 500 year to date? Have they done better than the JSE?
2: Yeah. So let me let
4: me share. Hold on one second. It's nine percent. That's the number.
0: So that's Main and no. Junior combined, or just no?
4: Main? The, oh, combined. Oh, the mean is is nine. I, I don't know the combined yeah. or the combined. Okay.
2: All right, can you see my screen?
4: Uh not yet.
2: Hold on. Oh.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Sure. So while you bring that up, let me take some of the comments.
2: Can you can you see it?
0: yes I think it's coming up now yes there it is
2: All right. zoom in a bit oops undo oh boy Just a sec. yeah so uh the S&P 500 index is up 14 14% percent year to date 14.3 percent to be precise and on what and are we looking over,
0: at? Is this a chart of the S and P five hundred year to date?
2: It is a chart of the S and P five hundred year to date. Can you hear me, right, Kalilo?
0: Yeah, I can hear you.
2: Yeah, man. So it's the performance of the S and P five hundred year to date. Um, on the next slide, we we'll have it have the performance on a year over year basis, um, as at you know August August twenty second, which is today, um, and it's only up six point zero three percent. Um, So let's put that into perspective. On a year-to-date perspective, um, meaning from December 31st to today, we would have seen a major uptick in stocks related to AI and the AI trade. So it would have shown a a large recovery profile um, from the December 31st position. So companies like NVIDIA, Would have outperformed significantly and we're actually going to have the breakout in terms of the stocks that are in the lead but just thematically in terms of themes the market was largely driven by the ai trade for the most part this year but as we can see from a year-over-year perspective it's not up that much it's just by a mere six percent and for context u.s core inflation is not far from that u.s core inflation is about um, 5% now. So the real return is like 1% from a core inflation standpoint, not headline, from a core inflation standpoint. And core inflation is inflation subtracting food and energy. So pretty much the market is flat year over year. And the reason the year over year performance is is not so great is because we're seeing a greater effect of how much the US Federal Reserve increased interest rates year over year. So because the US Federal Reserve is trying to contain inflation, there were several interest rate hikes done by the monetary authority, which caused investors to shift away from equities and move more into fixed income. So it's a similar theme on the US market um, compared to the, to, the, to the local market. Um, the percentages aren't the same, but the move from in institutional investors is similar. So let us go to the slide, looking at the stocks that are in the lead for the year. Um, All right. So as you know, year over year, we're up only 6.03%.
0: Zoom in on Um, these ones. Let's see.
2: All right. Yeah. More. Can you see better?
0: A bit better, yes. Nvidia. I remember you told us about this stock probably last year.
2: (laughs) So Nvidia is in the lead, 160%, 168%. That has a lot to do with the AI trade. So Nvidia doesn't make chips. They don't make semiconductor chips. What they do is to program the chips companies like Taiwan, semiconductors make, they make the chips, but Nvidia programs the chips and they also design the chips. So, Think of them as chip architects. They will draw and design the chip and they will send the information to TSMC and say, hey TSMC, please execute this design. TSMC then takes the instruction from NVIDIA, makes the chip, sends it back to NVIDIA and then NVIDIA programs the chip. So what that does is keep NVIDIA's profit margins healthy because NVIDIA doesn't have to deploy as much resources to actually um make the chips so they would have to buy the raw material um to to go into the chip making process they essentially have the advantage of focusing on where they're strong which is chip design and chip programming and nvidia is one of the leaders in terms of um graphics production making high quality graphic generation that goes into cell phones um laptops computers Media, de- not media devices. Well, yes, media devices, um, medical instruments um, generating images. For example, if doctors are doing surgeries, they need to project an image and see. They want to see um, organs, for example. Um, Nvidia, Nvidia's chip um, technology enables that. Next, we have Royal Caribbean cruises at 163%, and that has a lot to do. There's two cruise companies there, Carnival also at number nine. Yeah. So this a lot of the, the, the leaders here have to do with the reopening trade, i.e. Um, stocks that would have benefited significantly from the removal of COVID-19 restrictions on a year-over-year basis. Um, and we have Meta Platforms, which is formerly called Facebook, at number seven, and Eli Lilly, a healthcare company that essentially discovered some um some solutions around diabetes medicine and um also weight loss um medicines i'm surprised
0: stuff. meta is up there because there was some loss of confidence when they changed strategy to the metaverse and all of that but it's it's doing well now i'm also surprised to see general electric up there right. oh, wow. that company was like 19, <laughs> 1990 1980 well, what,
2: ha- what happened with with ge though kalila is that there were three major business divisions, and essentially the company got too large and it got bogged down by all of those segments. So the returns became diluted because the company's resources were spread too thin. So there was a decision to split the business segments and spin them off, and I believe that had a positive impact on performance. So that could be a driver for how how it has um, traded so far here to date. Um, in terms of meta. So large cap stocks like metal, especially those that are linked to the tech sector because it's classified as communication services, but it still has a tech leaning. So companies like that are supported by ETF purchases. So um, ETFs are exchange traded funds. And these are funds that are tasked with matching the performance of the S&P 500 or any other index. And in order to match the performance of the index, the ETF has to buy the stocks um, that are in the index to to essentially copy or mimic the performance of the index. So when these large cap tech stocks increase in value, the ETFs will then have to buy those stocks and essentially mimic the performance. And that keeps these stocks pushing higher and higher and higher. So that could be a part of why Meta Platforms has, has performed the way it has. Um, but overall, in terms of earnings, in on the U.S. market, we've seen more earnings disappointments than earnings surprises, and that has a lot to do with sticky inflation coupled with um, rising interest rates. Many companies have been seeing choppy performances that were below market expectations. So, you know, earnings have not really been up to par for most investors. Um, but Again, we have to extend our time horizon because this is just a a, a cycle that we're in. And we know that eventually things will turn, interest rates will come back down, and we will be in a time period where earnings will be more attractive, all right? So moving on to the sectors. So here we have the sectors. So On a year-over-year basis, energy is in the lead, followed by consumer discretionary. Those are stocks that benefit from um, the economic cycle, i.e. they tend to boom when the economy is booming, and they tend to tank when the economy is tanking. So we're talking about companies like Nike, companies like Louis Vuitton, Moore, Hennessy, or LVMH. Um, Essentially, things that people buy because they want, not because they need it. And we know we're in the age of Amazon, where people have virtually unlimited access um, to buy stuff. You know, we're in the stuff economy. People just buy the stuff that they want. And because it's online, you know, um, people want to enjoy life now. They don't want to put off their desires for 20, 30 years. They want to be able to to get what they want now. So that has a lot to do with how... The sentiment around consumer discretionary stocks have performed and this is actually the largest sector in terms of membership there there are more stocks in consumer discretionary next up industrials then we have technology then communications and healthcare in the middle and the worst performer is real estate so the situation with real estate is that real estate is typically an underperformer as it relates to listing on the market and that has a lot to do with the liquidity profile of those assets They tend to um they tend to not trade as well because the assets are not as liquid. Um also there are heavy depreciation charges on those assets because um again you're holding a lot of fixed assets, so the depreciation tends to shrink the earnings. So from an earnings standpoint, a lot of those real estate companies are not that attractive, but they do have an audience, they tend to pay out high dividends. So Dividend lovers tend to look to real estate-related stocks. Yeah, those REITs. Yeah, REITs and REIT-like investments. So you have hospital REITs, there are retail REITs. So if you want to buy a portfolio of malls, you can buy a portfolio of malls or you want to buy a portfolio of hospitals or whatever the case may be. There are way more options than on the local market as it relates to the REIT segment. And what's important is that real estate is very interest rate sensitive. So when interest rates go up, we know that that will affect mortgages. And we know that a lot of real estate is purchased using debt. So if debt becomes more expensive, it means that the pace at which these portfolios are built out um, would shrink significantly. So that's basically a synopsis of how the S&P 500 has performed year over year and on a year to date basis. Um, I think that the emerging issues around China could impair the outlook some more, so we could see more volatility going into the end of the year. We could see more choppiness around earnings because we expect the Fed to hike interest rates some more because the inflation drivers are still entrenched. But we believe there's opportunity in consumer staples, companies like Pepsi, companies like Coca-Cola, companies that essentially sell what people need. So Leovani mentioned earlier, these are companies that can do well regardless of how the economy is performing. And also, of course, you know, healthcare, pharmaceutical companies, companies like Eli Lilly, United Healthcare, CVS, and and others. So there's still opportunity, but we just have to be more specific in this kind of cycle because generally we are entering a phase that is um, more challenging. So it's going to be rainy weather, but what we have to do as investors is to adapt. So draw for the the um the the raincoat and the umbrella and then we just we keep it moving.
0: So just before we go, one last question from our viewers. It comes from Natoya. Question for Julian. What is Wealthwatch JA about? What services do you offer?
2: Okay, so Wealthwatch JA is a financial literacy platform. It started out as a blog, and then it morphed into not just blogs, but also video representations of various ideas. For example, there's a breakdown of what risk is all about, What is a stock? What is a bond? It's been around for about six, seven years now. So that's what it's all about. Um, Right now, I don't charge for that because I see it more as like a a social service. I'm an investment professional um, by practice. I I do this day in, day out. But I see it as my way of giving back. So that's what WealthWatch is all about, essentially.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Julian. Thank you, Leo, as well. This was a great discussion.
2: Uh, Anytime I, Kalina, and you notice I have on my bush jacket because I'm Dr. Doom now. It's like oh. it's sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all I know right. It's kind of corny, but yeah, I, I, I'm playing into the role.
0: Mm. Gotcha, yeah. got it. Uh, all right, cool. well, that's it for the analyst. Let's take a very quick break and come back with final comments.
1: This segment of Taking Stock The Analyst was brought to you by JMB Group, your best interest at heart.
0: What do you do when you're suddenly hit with a big unexpected expense? If you have children in prep school like me, I have two, you've gotten the note that school fees are going up by as much as 50% so you're stressed out right now huh? At this point you may be considering some of these options so you may be looking to reallocate funds, maybe cancel summer vacation, take out a loan or put it on a credit card move your kids to public school or you just gotta step up your hustle but we can figure it out that's the thing realistically all we have to do is plan my name is Tammy tomo Shaw my top Things today were about budgeting and investing. While the session on budgeting started off making me feel as if, oh boy, I've not been doing myself much justice in this area. I opened my eyes as to what I can do and especially the app that you shared with us. So I will definitely be putting the action. Build your budget with me inside the Money Mission community. You'll get my BYB template, app recommendations, and live brainstorming sessions to help you plug those income gaps. Build Your Budget is available on demand or with a premium membership to the Money Mission community. Join now at moneymission.mn.co. The link is in the description.
1: In the sweltering heat of Jamaica, a humble appliance attempts to tame the relentless blaze. Enter the Lasco fan, valiantly striving to provide respite from the scorching temperatures. With blades spinning and air circulating, the Lasco
3: fan becomes a symbol of hope in the face of oppressive heat.
0: We're not about that life. We have AC money. We have JPS money. Join me and the moneymakers inside the Money Mission community. All right, final comments now. Ann says, still waiting on the interview with the 30 to 35-year-old real estate owners. I'm holding my breath. Don't let me die. Some of them younger than that too, you know, Ann. Should have come to Keisha's uh, Build Wealth with Real Estate conference last Saturday. It was so good. Roger says the stock market on a whole is just declining when these companies make a lot of profit. It's only going back to the companies and never to shareholders. Can't remember when last I got dividends. I guess it depends on what companies you invest in, Roger, because there are some that pay consistent, reliable dividends. Grace Kennedy being one of them. TJH being another one. Jason says, it seems like companies on the market making record profits and use the excuse of expanding to not pay dividends. I think companies should do more to show appreciation for investors. I wouldn't call expanding an excuse. You have a business and you want to expand. That's what your profits are for. So you can accept financing. Would you rather they borrow? It's options. You you have different options that you can take. Summer says, question, what if the situation... Okay, so this was re create, and we discussed that. Uh, Lily says, who said money news? Boring. I keep telling you guys, it's, so much is happening this year in the business climate, especially in Jamaica. Philip says, bear in mind that the JSC did give some leeway for reporting periods up to and including last year due to COVID. Different time now, though, referring to the delay in iCreate submitting their audited financials. Yes, it is a different time now. Sean says, anyone investing in iCreate was gambling. The stock was too risky for its own good. Got to know your risk appetite. Garvin says, it's if it's really a health issue, I sincerely wish Tyrone all the best. Hashtag blessings. Shelly says, it's not the suspension, it's the leadership. Uh, she says, good thing he's out. Now they need to build back if they can and repair the damages. Uh, what else do we have here? A few other comments. Uh, Lumber Depot paying out dividends of 0.7, 0.072 cents. More companies' earnings reports are out. So let's see. And Roswell also saying, I noticed stocks are trading low. Why not just buy up the discount? Laska distributors is doing well. I remember buying Laska at 250 and 230. Where is it now? I have no idea. Um, let me know in the comments. But thank you guys so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for taking us to 50,000 subscribers. Woohoo! Make sure you like the video, though. You guys like to watch this video, but you don't like it for some reason, even though you do internally like it. You gotta hit the like button as well and let YouTube know that you like it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done it yet. Share the video with a friend. Subscribe to the newsletter kalilareynoldscom slash newsletter. And lots of nice goodies for new subscribers. And it's also, um, I'm doing Ask Kalila again next week, Wednesday, because I'm actually traveling this weekend. I'm going to InvestFest in Atlanta and I have some very specific goals at InvestFest and I'm hoping to come back. Let me not tell you, let me not tell you all my business, but yeah, I'm going to InvestFest this weekend, coming back on Monday so I do have time to do Taking Stock Tuesday in studio, but that does mean that I won't be able to do Money Mission Monday because we usually do something in the community on Mondays, but Wednesday, we are going to do that. So tune in to Money Mission on Wednesday. I'll be sending out an email asking you to submit questions in advance so that we can you know, move along much faster. So join basic or premium moneymission.mn.co. Also, turn on your post notifications here on YouTube so that you can be the first to see everything when it drops. We want to help people learn more about money so we can all get this money together. Follow me on other platforms. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and I only have the one page, guys. Anything else is a scam. I don't have any backup accounts. Report all scammers. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, check the description box for their contact information. You can also visit the website, kalilarenos.com, for financial information you can use however you like it. Watch, listen, or read. Now tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the new sexy. So let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds. Thanks for watching. Let's get this money.